Hello, this is the Manifesting Your Dreams, a wedding industry podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Bickford. I'm a creative entrepreneur, a mom, and a wedding industry professional. When I started my wedding planning career, I had nothing, but I knew I had the edge to grow in this incredible industry and establish my name. I remember feeling and still do, I would do anything to be one of the best wedding planners in the world. This podcast is about establishing your goals and manifesting them into a thriving career in the wedding industry. It's also about my personal aspirations and struggles, hearing from other industry professionals and their experiences, and setting your ego aside so that you can attract and receive greatness. You can expect to hear from me each week. I will share with you actionable steps you can take to build a thriving business and connect with other incredible human beings in the wedding industry, no matter where you are. I started this podcast because I feel a great purpose to share my insights, encourage you to push through your comfort zone and help you elevate your mind to exceed your potential in the wedding industry. I hope you learn something, laugh a little, and feel inspired as you go through this next chapter in your life. Now set your ego aside. It's time to manifest your dreams. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I just got off recording with Chris Prince from Chasing Mozart. He is an incredible cinematographer based in Ohio and we met at Engage, but I'm I'm so happy that we connected because this is an episode in a, this style of episode is nothing that I've ever talked about before and just the topic of conversation just really impacted me in a way that I'm just feeling like so grateful for all of my connections. And I'm also just appreciating my self-growth. Uh, we we talked about attending Engage and uh, the first moment that we met. We talked about where Chris got his start and made his first 40 bucks at a, as a wedding videographer. We also talked about valuing yourself and accepting compliments and ending generational trauma, which was huge for me. Um, It it hit me right in the heart. And I hope that this episode resonates with you and just helps you grow a little bit and start accepting that you are a great human being and you are meant to be where you are today. And just write your goals out and look at them every day and say, I know this is going to happen. I feel it in my heart that this is going to happen. I want this to happen. And watch your amazing life unfold. So just a little bit more of a background about Chris. He's the owner and lead cinematographer of Chasing Mozart Wedding Films. He is a passionate storyteller who creates bold and emotional wedding films with a dramatic flair. With a background in film and a degree in filmmaking, he serves luxury clients all around the world, and he recently filmed in Malibu and in Italy. So I can't wait for you to listen. Please send me your feedback on how you like this episode. Enjoy. Here's my conversation with Chris. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to have Chris Prince of Chasing Mozart on the show today. We met at Engage. And I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. So we met at Engage. I want to hear your thoughts about Engage. If it was your first one, if not, tell us more. And 
just genuinely, like, what did you think about it? And, you know, I just want to give the listeners a background on, like, how we met and how, you know, the universe brought us together. So I want to, I want to talk about, yeah, how you and I met first, which is we just happened to sit close to each other when there was a speaker talking. Uh, and I think I just turned around and I, did I offer you gum? Is that how I, <laughs> I, I always offer people gum. You totally just, did. You, that yeah. was your first engage. Because it was okay. at the first timers, right? It was my first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Sorry. That's right. It was the it was the fir- my first engage at the first timers. What, what do you want to call it? Like a kind of an orientation type thing. They just tell you what to expect and stuff. And yeah, I think you were right behind me. I was in the front row, which I never sit in the front row. And I looked back and saw some people, and I think I said, "Hey, do you guys want some gum?" And then we just started talking. You mentioned California. I used to live there. I used to live in LA and then, yeah. And I don't know, you like the first thing I noticed was your glasses, which you probably get a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was like, oh, like she, she's not only wearing glasses as a uh, function. She's rocking them, you know, like it's form. I'm like, she, I'm like, she, I could tell she wears these, you know, she rocks them with outfits and stuff. She's probably got a million pair of these. Uh, <laughs> Did, is that fair to say? you asked me that. Yeah. I don't remember, but I was like, yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. Which the good thing is like, once you like see someone's face for the first time, you know, you're sort of like, when you see them a couple hours later, you're just like, oh yeah, that's them. I recognize them. And me being a guy, it's like way, way easier to remember me because there's not very many guys in the industry. (laughs) So. And not very many guys at Engage. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. I just, like, it was just, I was like, oh yeah, there she is. So. The rest of the time we were there, I was like, oh, yeah, here's Raquel. So, and you're like, hey, do you want some, some gum? gum? Yeah. Yeah. I always have gum on me. I always have like a pack of gum on me. That's so great, though. That's such a nice <laughs> opener, right? That's yeah, amazing. Needs and some then gum. Were, were you the one that shared um, to put my QR code? I did. Oh, yeah. Yep. I did. You changed my engage experience. Yes. Because there's so many opportunities to like meet people, connect with people. And they're, everyone's like, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram? And that's how we're connecting. And so you were like, just put your QR code as your background. And I was like, you're a genius. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> be on my podcast. I'll be on your right? podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for like, I don't like to, what, what do they call it now? Gatekeeping? Now there's like a word for it, but they, there never used to be like a word for it. Just like keeping things for yourself. Like, yeah. I could have not told anyone, you know, and be like, hey, I'm going to get everyone's Instagram and not tell anyone. But that doesn't really, that's stupid. I don't know. I like to just help anyone out that I meet. That's just kind of, especially at Engage, right? Yeah. I'm a huge, huge believer in like help out other people and like maybe it'll come back to you. But also like if it doesn't, it's like what bad can it do to be nice to somebody? So. Right. No, I thought that you were so nice and charismatic and yeah, we just kept running into each other, which was really nice because I felt like, oh, here's my friend again. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. It's nice to have uh, what I always say is like, uh, like everyone likes to, <laughs> it's such a stupid analogy, but I always use it. Like when you're swimming in a pool, it's always nice to grab the ledge every so often. You know what I mean? <laughs> like That's you're swimming so in the deep end. Yeah. It's just like, it's nice to find a port in the storm, if you will. So. Yeah. And I went to engage not feeling like I was going to, like, I knew people, um, but I was like, no, I'm going alone and I'm going for the first time and I'm just going to be open and receptive to whoever I meet. But Ben Finch 
took me under his wing literally day one in the morning and was like, here are three, four people to meet. And then I was like, okay, I'm hanging on to you guys for dear life. Nice. Yeah. Well, so you didn't know anyone else that came from California? I mean, around you or no? I mean, they came up. They're like, oh my gosh, Raquel, I didn't know you were going to be here. I'm so okay. excited to see you. I've been wanting to meet you for a long time. Emily was one of those people, <clears throat> which was nice when she she found me at a bar um, and was <laughs> like, it's Emily. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was like a great connection. But I didn't like actively know who was going to be there except for Ben Finch. Like, um, I was going to say about Emily, you, are, are you, what heck, are you pretty extroverted or what would you call yourself? I'm an introvert extrovert. Yeah. You'll come out of your <laughs> shell a at wedding some point. Planner, I have to yeah. be like out there, outgoing, networking, but like, I love being at home. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say Emily and I got along really, really well when I met her because we're both pretty extroverted. We're pretty much extrovert extroverts. Like, yeah. I will just talk your ear off. I mean, <laughs> if which to some people it's like a huge like you know get away from me. But uh -huh. when we when we find each other, it tends to be like cool. So yeah. So overall, would you go back to engage? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Are you going back to engage? I but even before this one, I booked. Uh, man, is it Amelia or Amelia Island or was that right? Did you book it? I booked it before even this one. Like I booked it right when it was on sale. Okay. I'll yeah. see you there. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And I wanted to go to Nima Colon in Pennsylvania, but it was sold out. Yeah. I have a wedding that weekend. This, that just, yeah. was, I was not about to do that. That, that'd be insane. I don't so. know if I want to go to two like in a row anyway, like two within like three months apart, or I think they're a couple months apart, but June, yeah. June to December. Okay. Well, yeah, either way. Like, but, why do um, I know that? Oh, just cause of the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Like, how but, do I remember uh, well, these things? And, like, Pennsylvania, I think it's, like, kind of in the middle of Pennsylvania, I think. But, like, being in Ohio, like, I could probably just drive it. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I Sometimes I'd rather, if it's further than, like, four or five hours, I'll just fly it anyway. Because I hate yeah. driving. That Me far. too. I hate driving. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, tell, let's get into who you are. Because I love your films and I actually love your story. So tell us like how you got in there and getting into cinematography and honing in on your craft. And I just want to hear a little bit more about you and your background. Yeah, I'll start way back and I'll make it quicker. I don't want to, you know, tell you every single day of my life that I remember, but like <laughs> I, I just grew up watching like a lot of movies. Like mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't want to say I heard this recently and I loved it. They're like, I don't know if I was raised as much as I was watched. <laughs> and I was like, that's really good. Um, which makes me, my, my parents sound bad and they weren't, but like, I feel like I was very much like in front of the TV a lot and watched a bunch of movies. And then it just kind of you know, snowballed into like, I would learn a lot of things from the movies and I was quoting movies and I was just kind of that guy. And out of high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Like a lot of people, it's pretty common. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll, by the way, I hate how they like pressure you into, you're like a junior and they're like, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And you're like, I don't know, I'm 16. I'm an idiot. Like, what do you mean? 16 year olds are stupid. <laughs> like, totally. I would not say, I want to be a wedding planner and have my own company yeah. and a podcast. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, 
but uh i went to i took like a really sh- small baseball scholarship and played like division two baseball in college for like a year and then i was like nope not for me it was essentially kind of like high school because it was so small and i was just like I, this isn't for me i moved to california to go to film school in la actually it was in santa monica but like uh yeah and then i just was like oh this is like second nature to me you know like hmm. it, it felt like um i don't know almost like a summer camp in a way instead of like college it was just like fun everyone there like everyone understood you know the like it was just like they spoke my language and then graduated moved back to ohio because i didn't have any money <laughs> and my friend was like hey will you film my wedding because you have a camera and then that was yes. like was this like nine, the story yeah it happens a lot great start and when <laughs> when did you um when did you move back home what year was that i think the end of 2012 so okay. over 10 man that's crazy that's like almost 12 years ago now but like yeah yeah, literally, literally, it was just like a high school friend who was like, oh, you have a camera. That's how it starts. And I tell this story, too. Uh, it, it definitely relates to, like, pricing and stuff in the industry. Because he was like, oh, how much? And I didn't have any idea. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he was like, we'll take care of you. Those are the words he said. Right. Yeah. And he, this was like a Catholic wedding in small town Ohio. So I think we were, like, at some bar between ceremony and reception. And he... He like gets his wallet out and he's like, you want me to pay you now or later? And and remember, this is 2012 and I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, I actually said, you can pay me later because I didn't want to get paid right there. And he goes, he's like, no, don't worry, I'll pay you now. And he handed me two $20 bills. Oh. For those of you at home, that's 40 bucks. So I got paid $40 for my first wedding film. Yeah. That's the Which lowest like, I've heard. Yep. That's pretty rough. And But it, obviously it's like, it's not even like his fault. He had no idea. I mean, 40 bucks is ridiculously low, but like, I didn't know what to say, which means, you know, I had no idea what I was worth. Like, it's just how it goes. And that's something I've never forgotten. It's like, if you don't really know what you're worth and no one else is going to know. So yeah. I and like- then that snow, yeah, that snowballed. And then, you know, I did, I don't know, maybe three or four weddings the next year, moved to Cincinnati, which I was pretty familiar with. Cause I'm from small town, Ohio, not Cincinnati moved here. And there just happened to be like a really good wedding industry here that I had no idea about. Met some great people and some of the like local vendors a couple years later were like, how do you like charge so much? (laughs) And I was like, like without being rude. And I was just like, I I mean, I just learned from like people who were like, do you want to do 50 weddings a year? Do you want to do 15 weddings a year? Right. Do you like, I don't know. Like I've really like subscribed to that mindset of like, work i would rather work for better clients less often and more money than you know more clients and more often less money so i don't know it's kind of that right that age-old discussion which i think is really popular in our industry it's like you know you don't want to work a million weddings you want to work less for more money so right but at the beginning yeah. we're like we'll take everything we can get yeah just to gain the experience to to get money right so, so okay. When did you start? Forty bucks, right? I keep thinking about it. I think about yeah, it yeah, yeah. Forty like, bucks. Man. That's where I started. It kind of grounds you a little bit. Yeah. Look where I am now. So, where are you now? Like, do you feel like, or t- t- take us on the journey because this is a, this podcast is about people wanting to get in this industry, learn from 
people like you, like when, when did it go from $40 to, you know, a thousand to <laughs> right to five to 10 to, to what you're at now? Uh, it, I, I never charged anything less than few bucks before. Um, but it went from that to, you know, probably like three or 400, like the next year. Cause I, I had no idea. And then once I moved to Cincinnati, I still have, I still have all of my old investment sheets. They're like in a folder. And you know, I think it was like 1200 bucks in like probably 2016 or something. And then they went from, you know, like 2,500 bucks. And then suddenly I, I remember being like, oh, like five grand is like so much money. And then booking that. And once you book a couple, you're like, oh, I feel now I'm going to keep raising. I'll raise my prices like every so a couple times a year. And some people are very scared to do that. So, I, I mean, I, the worst comes the worst is someone is going to not book you. So, right. but you can also give them options. So I'm a big fan of like, uh, if they're booking your, you can call them collections or offerings or packages or whatever, but like, if they're always booking your cheapest one, you're probably fine where you are price wise. But if they're always booking your middle one or your most expensive, keep raising your prices. It's like the, uh, it's like the movie theater popcorn argument. That's my, another analogy. It's like, you can get a small popcorn for like eight bucks and medium for nine or a large. It's a free refill for 10. Most people don't get the small, they get the medium or the large, but like, it's just cause you're supposed to be like, Oh, well this is not much. And this is a lot better deal. Like that's kind of just, it's like a sales tactic, I guess, but it totally kind of works. That kind of works that way for, you know, wedding proposals and you know, collections, but now everything's custom. Cause I like, you know, have different clientele, which is great. Uh, it's it's like all custom, so which is Do you have a minimum? So much better. Yeah, it's uh ninety eight fifty right now at the time of this podcast. So Yes. So <laughs> book like now, everyone, because Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Okay, so and and you travel. When did you start traveling for weddings? When when was I your did, first break? Um a couple years ago I did what was it? I did a wedding in California a couple years ago. I did it in uh, Orange County. Mm -hmm. And like, the cool thing about that is like, even if people from Orange County don't see that, people from my local market will see that. And that's good. You know, it gives you like, I guess status maybe is not, not the right word, but kind of, you know, people are like, oh, you know, Chris travels to here and here and here. So I think probably the beginning of 2022, I traveled to California I feel like there's more that I can't remember off the top of my head, but like, uh, yeah. And then it turned to last year was crazy. Like I traveled too much. Like I went to Italy twice, went to California twice, like South Carolina, DC, North Carolina, New York, um, Texas, man, where else? Uh, like 10 different places. And I was like, whoa, I was like, I, this is fun. But like, it would have been more fun if I didn't have a family because like, <laughs> I mm -hmm. want to be home more. You know what I mean? Like if I was a single, I feel like it would be, uh, you know, I could different kind of like lifestyle, but I was like, I want to be a little more grounded. So I definitely travel still, but I don't want to travel as much as I did last year. That's for sure. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I have a daughter too, and I felt like I was on an airplane twice a month. Oh, which yeah. doesn't seem like that much, but it is because it's like, oh, the whole weekend and then or sometimes more. And then you say the worst is like, this is what I hate. I don't know about you. I hate the night before I leave. <laughs> like, cause it's everything's packed and I'm like in bed 
And I'm just like, oh man, like tomorrow I have to leave. Like, I don't, I don't know. It bothers me. <laughs> I'm, I just, I don't know. So I get, like homesick. Oh yeah. I mean, th- last year I was so busy with traveling that I was doing 24, 36 hour trips where I'd wake up at two in the morning, drive to SFO, take a 5 a.m. flight, get to wherever I need to go in the United States at like 10 or 11, do the site visit at like two, spend the night, take a 5 a.m. flight back. Well, and you would go east, I'm sure, right? So like you have to get up early to get there at a decent time. Yeah, I was going everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, I was, you know, Oregon and Colorado and it was just, I was all over the place. Italy, um, Italy and France, I did five days, including travel. Yeah. And you kind of have to, you can't, you know, you can't do it in a day and a half. Uh, and that's what sucked when I was in Italy. I was like, man, I have like four more days here. And I was like, and then I can leave. And I was like, oh, and it was crazy. Cause like three years ago, I would have killed for that. But now I was like counting the minutes till I could pack and go back, which was crazy. Uh, and anyone and listening to this alone? is probably, uh, for I did. So I I went there alone, but I had um, shooters that I knew who were going to be there. Mm-hmm. But but still, you know, it's like you're essentially still sharing like an Airbnb with kind of a stranger, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. Ugh, I'm just sitting here. I could be I could be hanging out with my daughter right now, uh, you know, playing Barbies and trying to stand them up with their high heels on. But nope. Now I am sitting in this Airbnb. Uh, yeah. and I just paid overpriced. I paid for this expensive pizza, and I'm just like. Oh. How old like, is your I, daughter? Yeah, she is three. She'll be four in March. Oh, my daughter just turned five in November. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're kind yeah, of so pretty. Boat. Yeah, pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and everyone's always like fun age, and I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm like, I don't even remember when she could like not crawl or run. <laughs> like I don't remember, which sounds crazy, but only parents will understand. Yeah. Please don't judge listeners who don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. R- Right, real quick, did you? Because I watch her like during the day. I'm essentially like a stay at home dad who also does weddings, which is crazy. And I remember, like, was it last year or the year before? I tried to like edit, like, I tried to get work done at home while watching her. And I realized really quickly, like, that's not, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And because I was like, I, I couldn't pay atten- less attention to her, but I also couldn't pay less attention to my job. So I was like, I need to pick one or the other. She has to go to the babysitter or I have to watch her. So I would watch her. And uh, when it was time for her to go to preschool, I was like, oh, it'll be like two days a week and like two hours. And my, the preschool was like, oh, it's Monday through Thursday, like nine to noon. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I was like, whoa, four days. And I was like, uh, and it like wrecked me. It was so weird. I wrecked you in a good way or a bad way? I, I think bad. Like I was like, well, one hand it's like, oh, I can get work done. Yeah. But, on the other hand, I was like, oh, like, I don't know. We're always here planning and doing whatever. And now suddenly she's not here and it's like quiet in the house. And she's in school, which she's never been in. I think that's the thing, right? It's like, oh, she's probably confused as to like, where am I? Like, oh, that yeah. really bothered me. It bothered me for like two, like a couple of weeks. And it can, like, when I would like hand her off to the teacher, right? And she was like, you know, screaming and crying. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> you know how it goes, right? Like, I do. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm yeah. a bad parent, even though it's not. It's rough. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, the first two years of my daughter's life, um, I was the stay-at-home mom running Roke events, and we were doing 25 weddings per year. 
and I had an amazing team. Um, and honestly, I was the opposite of you when she got into an at-home daycare five days a week from eight to five. I I could breathe again because I was oh, so. Yeah so incredibly slammed and I remember mm -hmm. just like having her like in the sling and like bouncing and like trying to like write emails on the counter because if I sat down she yeah. would cry it was like I I was I was losing my mind a little bit so that's so sweet that you were like I miss her and I want to take care of her I I yeah. appreciate that in you I really do yeah um, no th thanks <laughs> and I was like well, I even told, I don't know if you, this is so random too. You can cut this by the way. But like, uh, I, when I was in Italy, I actually made like a post about it. Cause I was like super, I was like a weird state of mind or whatever. I, I made like a post about it on my Instagram. Uh, when I was in Italy, I took the train from Rome to Florence. Uh, the wedding was in like Siena, which is outside of like Florence. And I like just started crying on the, on the train. I was like, bawling. <laughs> and I like never cry. Like, that's not really a good thing, I don't think. But like for me, I just like never really for the most part. Yeah. Um, and I just like couldn't hold it in, and I was like, oh my god. And I remember like leaning against the window, being like, because my second shooter was across from me, and I was just like, I hope he doesn't see me. And I was just like, because I, I I don't know. And I was like, oh man. And I just like choked it up, and I was like, oh, because <laughs> I was just like, like just trying to play it off. But uh, I think it was just being so far away. Like I was like on the other side of the planet. It was right. just so weird, but uh, yeah. I'm gonna keep know. that. By the way, it's really, yeah. it's really sweet, and I appreciate that you are a dad, and you're a male, and you're in this wedding industry, and you have emotions. So I think that's really great. Yeah. So let's go back into your cinematography. Like how how did you like hone in to the incredible craft that you are? Um. Some people have like specific like influences. And I guess I, I don't think I really do. I've just, <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but I've just seen like so many, not only movies, but I used to watch movies and listen to the commentary of the same movie right after. Mm. It's like super, super nerdy. I know it sounds super nerdy. Like and if there are multiple commentaries, I would like listen to more. Like I would essentially watch the same movie three times in a row uh, just to like get the information. Like, not even to like learn it just because I love that stuff. And when I got a camera, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I have like a, a, like a good eye or a specific. I'm just sort of like, this is how I would shoot it. And that's how I shoot it. And I don't know if everyone works that way. Um, and I, I do have like a photographic memory. Uh, but I also, I don't know, I guess for my craft. Sorry, I don't know if I'm answering the question well. But like, I just, I don't know. I, I just am have just taken in so much like of the arts since I was so young that it just, I don't know. I just You understand of, like the flow of how yeah. a film should work and go and the love that you want to capture. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, I have like cinematography books. I have like never looked at, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. And I don't know. I just am sort of like, no, you, I want to capture it this way. You know, this angle is way better. And I see other people's films. And uh, even if on the rare occasion I have someone shoot for me because something, uh, you know, like comes up or if I have like an associate shooter, which is super rare, I'm just like, no, like, why do they do it that way? I wish mm -hmm. they would have done it this way. Um, 
So yeah, I guess that's sort of how I honed my craft, if you will. Uh, I don't even know if I answered it well, but like, I guess I don't really know, to be honest with you, (laughs) which doesn't really help anybody, but you're just great. (laughs) It's all natural is what it is. No, no, no. I I literally, I literally don't know. Um, But just going out and shooting things is a huge help. Like take your camera places. The best camera is the one that you have with you. That's like one of my favorite sayings. Like, you know, don't always buy new equipment. Technology is way too fast. You're going to keep chasing that forever. Mm-hmm. So just get get good at, you know, your own equipment. So what was your first camera? Uh, I had a Canon 60D, which had a flip out screen. Uh, and I remember I had to ask my grandparents for money to pay. They like bought it for me and I had to like pay them. <laughs> I think that was in like 2010, maybe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What do you shoot on now? Anymore. I'm on a Sony a7s threes now which probably like most of the videographers listening to this but that's what i do and yeah i like sony's because they're good in like low light which means that everything will look good at the reception uh yeah i mean everything's great with those cameras so love it thanks for the insight um <laughs> so this is a like spiritual manifestation podcast um do you believe in manifestation, a higher being? Do you feel like you manifested your dreams into reality with your I, career, with your life? I don't believe in a higher power. I don't, I don't know if that's like a no. This is hot it, take. I yeah. We want I to know every side. Yeah, I had no idea about how to run any kind of business. I just became so like obsessed with like. How can I be better? How can I be better? Not even technically, just just the business side. Um, and then I remember it just became like, oh, like if I want to know the answer to a question, well, I'll look it up. But also, like I'm not afraid to ask someone, like, how, like, oh, this is what you did. How, like, how did you get there? And I'll take notes. Like that's just mm-hmm. how I learn, I guess. I don't know. And some people will kind of get to that point, and they're a little more passive about it, and they're like, oh, I don't know how that happened. And then we'll just stop. And I'm like, I'll take it a step further where I'm like, I'm going to ask them how it happened to their face. Like, if they say no, they say, they don't tell me, they don't tell me. That's fine. I want to know. So I'm going to find out. I'm going to do what I can to find out. I like to say, like, I'm like a problem solver. Mm -hmm. That sounds stupid or not, but I'm like, no. If I want an answer, I'm going to like try so hard to find it. Uh, And then. Yeah, the business just went from 40 bucks, <laughs> 40 bucks to, you know, a lot more. And people get a hold of me and do like mentorships, which is cool. I really like doing that. Just telling younger, younger people like, hey, do this, don't do this. Um, little things like that. So manifestation is the answer. Sorry. Yeah. I just think it and do it. Don't stop. Like just power through like it doesn't matter what people think of you just keep going that's kind of what i would say how do you handle when issues in your life come up like are you thinking like why me situation or how do you handle like issues even with clients and couples like what is your thought process how does it how so, do you get out of the the problem so if there, i guess the first thing i would do is like uh Okay, I guess it depends how big the problem is, but also I don't want any client to be like upset. Even like 
a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I want every client to be like, oh, that's the best. Oh, like he, here's my problem and he solved it. Like you ever have a problem with, I don't know, any product you buy and then you call customer service and it's, it's solved like that. It's like a great feeling. I was yeah. like, oh, that customer service was great. Thank God. You, you tend to not forget stuff like that. So I usually drop what I'm doing and will do what I can to fix it. So like no matter where I am. I do remember being in Japan in like 20, was it 2019, I think it was, answering emails and calls in Japan. Like, because I'm like, this is my business. I could just do the, the email, the automatic, automated email, and I probably should, but I'm like, my business will last a long time. This trip's not going to last that long. So I was like, I'm going <laughs> to try to do the long term. Uh, so I guess what I would say is I tend to drop what I like, drop everything. Like, if there's a problem, it's, it moves to the top of the priority list. Like, right. Yeah. And I'm going to solve it. I don't like the, Hey, yeah, yeah. I'll get to it. I hate when I ask someone something and you know, it takes them two weeks to get back to me. Mm. Hate it. Mm-hmm. Don't forget it. It bugs me so much. Because it feels uh, wanna, like they don't care about you. Yeah, I want to feel like taken care of, and, I, and that stems from like my childhood. Wow. Uh, my 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 therapist told me. Now we're getting real into it, but like like literally, like just kind of being like dismissed or not taken seriously is like a huge deal to me. I feel you. Like, I can't I can't stand it. So. Yeah, I chase uh, words of affirmation. Oh, okay. Because I didn't get it as a child. Yeah. Or a teenager or a young adult. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes now even with my parents, you know. So I I I I feel you on that. I know we're kind of going off of like how to solve no, it's a okay. problem, but <laughs> I uh, do that a lot. Like, it's called like ADHD triggered me, right? I was like, no, my inner <laughs> child is screaming now. Like, that's what I want. So I, I feel you on that because and I was just talking to someone the other day. I was like, my love language is words of affirmation. And I think that's one part of why I love what I'm doing. Because when that like five-star review hits on Google on the not on wedding wire, and I just get to like read what my couples thought about working with me for the last year, year and a half, it makes my day so much. I'm like, I am on the right path. This is my purpose. I do love what I'm doing. And then it just keeps me going. Is that word? It's of affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny that we all, man, it all stems from like our childhood too. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, like <laughs> when people are like, oh, like what's, they don't say it to me, but you probably heard it before. Like, oh, would your parents not hug you enough as a kid? It's like, literally they didn't Actually, hug me. <laughs> Which is so funny, but (laughs) so how are you changing uh, with your daughter? What changes are you making? Uh, Man, I to end uh, the generational trauma. Right, great question. I just I try to do. (laughs) I try to like. I don't ever yell. I'm I'm like not a yeller. Yeah, I remember my my parents raising their voice a lot. Yeah. And even if I get into an argument with someone and they yell, I'm usually like, hey, let's not, like, let's calm down. I don't know why. Like, I'll get my point across a different way. I, I do not yell, like, ever. That's a big one. Um, that I tend to not, like, if my daughter wants something, I'm not like, you know, yeah, 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 and on my phone. You know what I mean? Because it happened yeah. to me. Not with, not with the phone. Like, I, Whatever usually, it was at the time. Yeah. I'm yeah. usually just like, oh, put it down and. 
because I mean, you know how easy it is to just be on your phone. It's like, oh my God, it's so annoying. But like, I try to put it away or put it down and be like, okay, now I'm going to sit on the floor and play with her. Like, My phone's not even on me. I try to do that. I'm like super mindful about it. Uh, just trying to be in the moment. It's Sometimes it is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as we love our kids, sometimes you're like, man, I can't. I can't watch Bluey for another second. <laughs> like sometimes you're just like, like I've seen literally every, I've seen every Disney movie, like princess movie so much. Yes. That I, I can't watch a lot of them anymore. Like I'm literally like, I got to put something else on. But yeah, um, my daughter on the way to school today, I was like, what do you want to listen to? Hoping she would be like Taylor Swift. And she goes, yeah. Frozen. Ooh. And I was like, um, she's like, it's not going to be that bad. Right, mom? And I was like, oh, crush. Let's go. And I was singing at the top of my lungs for her. Yeah. I know all the words that I'm just like, like, I, I, I probably can't listen to Moana ever again. Like, I love the songs, <laughs> but I'm just like, I've just heard it so many times that I like, literally my brain is like, dude, what are you doing? Don't, we can't do it anymore. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm right there with you. So, man, that is funny. Yeah. And it's interesting <laughs> how what we need from other people we put into our craft and our work do you agree yeah i i 100 percent agree i i don't want to treat someone like they don't matter or i'm like yeah 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 you're not as important as this person right i really don't like doing that because i hate when people do that to me it really is like a trigger like driving nuts same um, it so so let's yeah. talk about this when you were doing did you say 40 weddings per year i want one year i think i did do 40 which is mm-hmm. like st- stupid but i didn't know what i was doing so yeah and then now what is your goal um this year for 2024 i will do probably like 13 or 14 and don't you feel like you can just give way more to those 12 13 couples than the 40 that you were doing Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, if you go from 40 to 13, that's a third. So, like, I can technically give, like, every couple three times as much as I could have that year. Right. Uh, So, yeah. Now, the other thing is, like, now I have a child. So, it's, like, my – obviously, I didn't have one five years ago. So, my attention is still more divided. But still, even then, like, even then, 13 clients with with a child, that's still a lot to deal with. But especially since I do it myself, um, you know, and I edit them myself. Uh, that's hard, but. But 13 is great. And it's nice that you understood, like, I have a daughter now and I want to be able to have that work-life balance because we don't want to put our kids in the corner and just put them in front of the TV. Sometimes we have to, right? Like, yeah, yeah, we got to make dinner or, or whatnot. Right. And, and that's what we have to do. But I am only taking 12 weddings this year. I'm sold out already. And I just, I never want my clients to feel like they're not my only client. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, you could do double that, but you would put yourself in a bad situation and you can make more money, but then you would, it's just like, it's not worth it. Yeah. I did (laughs) it. I was doing 25 weddings per year before she was born. I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm heck. I just had my birthday a couple of days ago. Happy um, birthday! Yeah, thanks. Uh, but like, I value my time so much more than I used to. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like years ago, I'd have been like, oh, like it's like another kind of funny analogy. But like, 
it, I would try to fix something around the house to save money. But now I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about plumbing. I'm calling the plumber and I'm not dealing with it. I don't care how expensive it is. I, I don't have time. Right. Or I, I don't want to deal with it. Yes. I want it to be done correctly. That's it. Yes. So it's just how I do it. So I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I'm I'm a single mom, by the way. Yeah. And so my time with my daughter is 50% of the time. The other 50% of the time I'm I'm like working. Like last night I was working until 9:30 at night. It's January and I'm slammed, which in the best way I'm so thankful. But like I have a house cleaner that comes every 2 weeks. I have a guy landscaper mow my lawn. Like I can't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Time is money and money is time and I'm done trying to do it by myself. Yeah, it's take the uh, help. Yeah. I agree. Well, I tell people this. Uh, and by the way, sorry about going off on the tangents. I took no, my ADHD this meds, is a, but this you know, is a conversational <laughs> podcast. This is still honestly. me. Um, this is great. I I knew like a really successful guy who you know he had like horses in like the Kentucky Derby, and he owns like this. He did own this big wedding venue, and just like really diverse, uh, well-off guy. And I was asking him just some like kind of general like advice, and he was like spend as much time with your kids as you can. <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, and he was like, cause you, he goes, you know, I, like I made a good money and he's like, but like, I, if I could go back, I would have spent more time with my kids and made less money. You know what I mean? He's like, wow. he's like don't, I can't do that again. I can make right? more money now. He's like, but you just, you only have so much time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it's a good, I'll try to remember that. So. Yeah. And do you feel like you're in a place now where you're making the money you want to make, you're taking on the clients that you want, or do you have more goals that you want to achieve? I always try to have goals. I wrote um, some goals yesterday, actually. But oh, like, because I did, I wrote down goals last year and I did, I think I got all of them before May uh, or before June. And I was like super pumped, all of them except for one. And, uh, but like, I'm in a good spot now. Like, financial wise, I feel good. Um, I'm also one of those people that I feel like if I have money, I spend it, <laughs> which is annoying, but yes. I trying to be more comfortable or trying to be better at, at doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I just, um, yeah, I don't know. Like okay, money, so man, that's like a whole just, different conversation. Let me ask you this question. You write <laughs> down your goals and then just you push, you work and you hit your goals. Do you think that's a little bit of like manifesting? Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, uh, one of the goals that were done last year was like book a wedding in Italy. I love just the story. Do it. I love the story. Yes. Yeah. I love the story. Yeah. Um. Well, it's, it's funny how it came, right? Yeah. Uh, well, because I was like, and, and by the way, some people are like super passive in their business, and they let everything come to them. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like see if I can get that. Um. So like, I'm gonna like, oh, okay, I bet. Like, I'm going to basically kind of do some digging for like a better word. So like, I got a random DM from a photographer and uh, from California. She's from like the Bay Area. And she was just like, oh, I love your work. I just saw it. Let's like, I'd love to work with you. Just random photographer. Never met her. And she was like, let's hop on a call soon. So we hopped on a call. And I just happened to mention on the call, one of my goals was to book a wedding in Italy. Just because and 
you know, I think my goal sheet was right in front of me, like my, my little to-do list. And uh, she was like, oh, I'm getting married in Italy in August. And that was it. And then, and then we talked and I, I shot her wedding in Italy. And did she not written it? Sorry. Go ahead. Did she no, ask for a discount? Was she wanting to pay what you're worth? She specifically, well, this is, this is the thing too. This is like the end of the call. And we had talked so much about working together. And I was like, he's like, you know, I'd like to get back to California to do some more stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I remember being like, she didn't ask for any discount. And I, again, the word discount, right? It's kind of funny. I try, I try to say gift because it sounds better, <laughs> but like, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, she never asked and she probably would have paid a lot. I told her right away. I go, this is one of my goals. You randomly got a hold of me. I go. And again, I like helping people out because I was like, she literally got a hold of me to like refer me. I was like, I'm going to work with her at some point. Like it's going to happen. And I was like, I'm going to, I think I waived like the travel or something. Wow. Um, I did it for like, you know, I did it for a couple grand less than I could have. And yeah, that was it. And I just did it. I was and like, has she booked you it. with her couples? She sent me multiple and I've been like booked for all of them. <laughs> or, or like, like, like I, I've been booked for a couple of them and like um, a couple of them, she's like, oh my God, I, I, this couple is perfect. And she would send it. And sometimes it's like, you just never hear from them, which is fine. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and she actually, she actually just got a hold of me like two days ago as well so it's gonna happen and it will and that's fine and if it doesn't for three years that's fine yeah it's not a big deal like i'm all about like if i work with you five years from now is the first time that's just how it goes like right. there's not you know what i mean like that's just kind of the way it is so well sometimes I, think they pay. I think your work is beautiful and yeah, i would love you. to get your work in front of my couples asap just saying Thanks. i really appreciate it <laughs> i'm not the that's another thing from my childhood is like when some, if someone gives me a compliment, I'm like, thank you. And then I just try, I try to like talk real quick. I'm just like, okay, thank you. And I just try to like dismiss it. It's so weird. At least I'm you say thank you. Yeah. You're not like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like you don't that. Try to dismiss yeah, it. You're like, like, thank you. Um, I love Taylor Swift so much. And what she <laughs> uh, says is thank you for saying that. And then she, you know, yeah, she moves on. And so she probably gets so times, many compliments. It's crazy. Yeah. She's like, thank you for like saying that. Gets, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> but like in her old interviews, like on talk shows, you can, you're probably not going to go back, but if you ever see it come across like Instagram, <clears throat> she'll basically like, you're doing such a great job. Your album's so amazing. She'll just say, thank you for saying that. And that's so much easier to say than like getting a little bit uncomfortable and be like, no, yeah. don't say that. I'm not that great. Because then yeah, it goes yeah, yeah. back to your value mm-hmm. and you charge what you think you're worth. Yeah, I agree. So just yeah, yeah. that little thing, thank you for saying that is just a way to boost yourself up. Okay. I just, I'm learning. Thank you for saying that. There we go. Yeah. Real quick about Taylor Swift. This reminded me, um, she did one of the smartest things at, well, by the way, obviously she's like an incredible business mind. Yes. Uh, Cause she was famous at what, at what age I forget, but like, she's a master. So she's under, mm-hmm. Yeah. But she did something really cool with her movie. Um, she didn't get like no, st- she didn't work with the studio. She worked directly with the theaters, which is super, super smart. And what that does, 
because um, I used to work in a movie theater and I know the wedding industry anyway. So like people listening, people listening, basically like she could have worked with, I don't know, like Paramount and Paramount would have taken a big chunk of the profits and said, oh, we're going to distribute this for you and we'll do the marketing and all that. But she was like, no, I'm going to do my own marketing because honestly, she could just do one post on Instagram. and That's probably all she would have needed. Yeah. Like probably just a story. She probably didn't have to post it. She did. It. She did a and, story. And I was like, I'm okay. buying a ticket. I yeah, don't, I, yeah. I'm just doing it. Yeah. Yep. And she just negotiated directly with movie theaters and cut out the middleman, which is super smart. Uh, and I like that she did that instead of like, oh, hey, Netflix, let's stream this. And like, I like that she was like, let's get butts and seats. I like, I like, I'm old school movie theater. I like to go to the movie theater a lot. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Basically, she said, screw you studios. And, <laughs> and so I'm going to give the, the movie theaters these money and we don't have to worry about it. So it worked. Let's channel uh, the Taylor Swift energy today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some final like questions, like give us some bullet points. Like what mistakes are you seeing like younger upcoming creatives make in this industry? And what advice would you give them to like seriously launch their career in the right direction? Uh, a lot of small mistakes. Uh, I think the small things add up. Uh, quit dressing like you're going to Target. Dress like you're going to a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one. It drives me nuts. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, you know what you're doing behind the camera? That's like the hard part. The easy part should be wearing the right clothes. Yeah. And you have it backwards. Like, wow. Don't. That's so stupid. It drives, drives me nuts. Uh, that and like, sometimes people will reach out and I'm like, oh, great. Like, you want to know this and that? Cool. Let's hop on a call. Let's hop on a Zoom, whatever. And then I, I'll get like ghosted and I'm like, I'm trying to help you. Like you help, you reach out to me. Like, I don't know, just don't do that. But also stop thinking that you know everything because you don't. Like I know so much more than I did six months ago. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then way more than I did two years ago. Like you're always like learning and you're like, wow, I can't believe I thought I knew everything last year. That's what I think about sometimes. Um, so just, yeah, I don't know. Quit thinking that you have it all figured out because you have <laughs> You have no idea. Nobody and knows what they're doing. No. For the most part, no one knows. Because uh, you I was enter like, another level and then you're like, okay, yeah. how do I do this? And then you enter another level yeah. and you're like, wait, how do I do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, I was like randomly scrolling like Facebook. I forget what I was even doing. I think I was waiting outside my orthodontist, actually. Super random. And because uh, I got Invisalign, fun fact. But um, <laughs> I was waiting, waiting outside and I just scrolling and I saw this post in one of my like local videographer groups that I never post in. I'm just kind of in. And someone posted a comment and it said, this is local Cincinnati. And it was like, I don't know what anyone else charges, but I start at three grand. I'm, I think, but I'm pretty sure I'm like the most expensive in the city. And that's what someone posted. And it was a guy and I didn't know I've never met him. And well, my first thought was like, wrong. And I, and they're like, I don't know. I really wanted to just be like, you know, dude, what do you like? You're an idiot. You know what I mean? But I'm like, no, I'm not going to do my that. Place. Not my place. Yeah. I'm not, even though I was just like, oh, it's just so annoying when people are so like wrong. Um, but I actually DM'd him and I was just like, Hey, like I basically was like, let's talk. Like I want to talk like not in like a mean way. Like I want to help you. Like, like you have no idea what you don't know, basically. And then we were talking a little bit and I was just like, Hey, you know, like I'd love to hop on a call. And then I basically said, Oh, on my website, if you click on like education, you can click like a, we can pick a date and it's like a minute. And he goes, Oh, I didn't know you were going to try to sell me on your, I, he, he basically was like, I didn't know you were going to try to like 
make money out like and try to sell me on your mentor and i was like <sighs> and i'm like I, I literally said dude i'll do it for free i go i don't care and at this point I'm, I'm trying to help the industry i was like i'm not going to charge you a dime and i was like let's talk and then he just never responded and i'm like it just things like that drive me nuts yeah and i'm like oh man i would have killed probably for that. thought i don't need him i already yeah. know everything oh yeah stay humble in this industry and it just drives me nuts. And that always learn. People, yeah. Like I know a videographer from Texas who I really like looked up to. And if I asked him a question and I always felt like I was like bothering him, you know, cause mm -hmm. I was like, eh, I don't want to message him again. Uh, he would literally be like, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, just uh, FaceTime me in a minute. And I'm like, cool. And then we would talk and he, and I'm like, that's what I like to do to people. Like I'll help you out, but like you have to want it. And you also have to like, you know, kind of take it in and not just think that you know everything. Quit being late also is another thing. I hate it. Punctuality to me is like super, super, super important. Um, yeah, sorry. I feel like I'm no, rambling this now. Is good. But... This is good. Do you believe in karma? <sighs> I don't know if I believe in it. But like... I'm asking you all the spiritual questions. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it drives me so nuts when someone is like 10 minutes late and they have like Starbucks in their hand. Mm, that's like... the worst. And I'm like, you don't even know. I'm like, you don't even realize how dumb you look. That yeah. that that about like people who are oblivious drive me nuts. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, ugh. Yeah. Let's end on a high note. <laughs> where where can the listeners find you? Um, Instagram at chasing Mozart. Uh, I don't post as much as I should, but like. Oh man, I have a daughter. That's my excuse. Like I'm not, I'll post like once a week. At least you're I really posting. Post, yeah. I really post better stuff less often than crappier stuff more often. So that, yeah. Uh, my website's just chasingmozart.com. I don't even ever post on like my Facebook uh, page like ever. So you know don't go I there. Do? I just toggle the Connect button it. on Instagram. Yeah. I <laughs> should like, do that. Do, is anyone on here? Hello. Like to the mic. Hello? Are, is anybody watching yeah. me on Facebook? I don't know. It could be that one aunt of a friend that is right. like, oh, actually, I know someone who would want to work with you. You never know. It's mostly, yeah, it's mostly middle-aged people or older, but also yeah. uh, from from Engage, the Gen Z talk. I don't know. Were you in that group I go to the, or no? no? Mm -mm. Okay. One of the sessions. So one of the, uh, the ladies said that Gen Z definitely, like their parents definitely are going to be helping them out with weddings. So like, that could also be good. Facebook could be sort of a dark horse in terms of their parents are probably on there. So they might be, yeah, that might be something. I don't know. So but toggle that button, Chris. Yeah, I should. Toggle. I should toggle it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I like just chatting. So I think that's what this podcast is about. I don't want it to be like, and this is the question and this is the next question. I've been interviewed in that way. It just made me super tense and not relaxed. And so I just want everyone to better understand who we are, our personalities and learn from us. So thank you. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was seriously so fun. Good. Okay. Wow. Um, was I right at the beginning when I said that this episode is super impactful and just deep? And we also talked about my favorite human being. Okay. She's not my favorite human being, but my favorite superstar Taylor Swift, and we could learn a little bit about her from her. I really appreciate you tuning into this episode. I really appreciate you 
listening to my podcast because it really means the world to me. And I'm so thankful for you being here. I don't want you to miss out. So subscribe to um, my email list at rokeevents.com forward slash podcast. You'll also get a really great download to manifesting the best day. And it's something that I do every day. So I hope that you enjoy and I look forward to bringing you another great episode soon. Bye.